Welcome to the Media Mavens podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. This is Sarah Miller, CEO of Access Entertainment, and your host for Media Mavis Podcast. And I'm here with Courtney Miller, comedian, actor, and producer for Smosh. Hey, Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I so love that you're on here. It's like we get so many guys on our podcast as guests in sports, music, entertainment. It's so good to have females on the show. Thank you. I agree. Funny ones. Okay, so you're a comedian and you're an actor. I mean, we know you you produce stuff over at Smosh, which is we have a little bit of background on Smosh from Daniel. Uh, Is this a channel um, for the? It's like a Saturday Night Live, but it's all digital, correct? Yeah, I feel like when I first started, our audience was younger, and it felt like our content was kind of like a stepping stone for young viewers entering like the sketch comedy format. And it totally, it still feels like that's what we are just for like a larger audience. No way. So tell me about your background a little bit. Were you doing comedy and acting prior to moving over to Smosh? Because Smosh is full time. It's like, like Saturday Night Live, you guys are full digital comedian channel. So I know you're producing and doing a lot of skits and new shows I want to talk about. But where were you up until Smosh launched? Yeah, so it's funny. I was a Smosh fan when I was younger. I was in like middle school when I was watching them. So that's dating myself in a weird way, I guess. But yeah, I was super into YouTube. They inspired me a lot into like getting into sketch comedy. And I was making my own little videos. And then eventually Vine that one social media app that walked so that TikTok could run was that was where I really thrived and kind of took off. And that's actually where I met Olivia, who she was also on Vine making just comedy videos. And she was also auditioning and getting acting work. Her and I met and she wanted me to come in and audition for Smosh. Smosh was like actually my first audition ever. (laughs) And a lot of actors in LA would probably murder me if they found that out. But yeah. Were you doing comedy prior to Smosh? Yeah, I was doing a lot of those first person, like, I forget, people have a term for it now, which is really cool because I feel like it was a very underrated form of comedy where it's like, I'm myself playing multiple characters within a written sketch. And I loved playing characters when I was younger, just on my own. I wasn't like making any money or anything. It was just for fun. And I truly, I... I had more fun editing the comedy than actually like filming it. It was interesting. But yeah, I, I feel like I've always been very into comedy. So is it different? Like, I mean, because we don't see, I mean, I guess we now see a lot of female stand up comedians. I mean, they've gone, they've broken more into the industry than before. I mean, mm-hmm. I love all the ones that run through Saturday Night Live. You know, they have other comedy schools and stuff. There's so many more women up there now than were before. Oh my gosh. I feel like it's almost like a mushroom explosion, like effect where these incredible icons on SNL, like Kristen Wiig and Tina Fey, people like that who inspired so many people and then they've grown up and are inspiring even more people. So it's just becoming this like, I don't know if it's a snowball effect, but you know what I mean? Of like, yeah. we just, it becomes yeah a chain reaction, if you will. I've given you many analogies <laughs> of how I basically got inspired. I think, I think so, it's yeah. great though, because like, you know, comedians sometimes have to be 
they mean, they've got to be pretty humble and pick on themselves, make fun of their own experiences. And, you know, we all know comedians sometimes are really great comedians. And then there are some comedians who are funny at the expense of someone else's feelings in the audience. So I feel like, okay, the whole emotional thing where I get it, where people just get upset for being roasted and picked on to the point where it's not funny anymore. It's just downgrading and stuff. But I feel like, do you feel like there was always like that? Was that always a barrier for women? Because it's like, well, do I want to make fun of myself, how I look or how somebody else looks where men kind of have no fear when it comes to putting somebody down, so to speak? Or do you think the fear was just being up there on stage in front of everybody of just not finding you funny enough? I mean, I feel like I still struggle with it sometimes. So I do a lot of character work and I do play these characters that are guys. They're just making fun of like fratty boys and stuff. And like, I feel like I still struggle with people seeing past my like feminine looks and getting to the joke. Cause like I, when I am a dude, like I feel the transformation because, you know, I am a genderqueer person. I, my pronouns are she, they, and I do feel like I have this masculine side of myself. and like when I step into these male characters, it's all, I do feel more confident in being funny. And so it kind of shows that like, there's definitely still a struggle there. And you see it online. A lot of people in on like TikTok and the comments are are very much like girls aren't funny. Stop. Like we're still (laughs) fighting through it, but the more of us there are. We are funny. We did a podcast with Marjorie, my co-host, you know, who's an on and off most of our podcasts as co-hosts. And we always joke around, oh my God, we are so funny when we're out at events or doing stuff. But because some of my friends, we just we look at you like, oh my God, I crack myself up. We're funny. So to say women aren't funny. I know. Like they are funny. And like, and I, I love that you're doing the we, they, them pronouns. I, I mean, is that a hindrance? I mean, was that also a fear you had being on there? Because- I think if you're funny, you're funny, but I do get what you're saying. If a guy's up there being stupid, funny, making harsh, crude jokes, people, it's funny. If it's a female, it's that stigma of, I mean, I just, there's so many, I mean, there shouldn't be any barriers to no matter what you look like and what orientation you are, but you find there may be a few that you're still a little bit, wait a second, let's just play it safe. Yeah. I feel like there's almost like this higher standard for oppressed groups where like you can't mess up. And if you do, it is like under a microscope, whereas like men typically can get away with things. And that's, that's like a lot of old social stuff, but it, and I, when I first started Smosh, I was, I've grown a lot like on camera. When I, when I first started Smosh, I was 19 and I was still figuring myself out. So like I feel very fortunate that I've been surrounded by such supportive people and the Smosh yeah. community has grown to be very accepting and, and a lot more diverse. And it's all about representation, right? Like we don't see a lot of, back when there was less female comedians, it's because we weren't getting in the door and like, you know, it was harder to to get in and wow. represent women. And now the more we show that a type of person exists, then the more normalized and then eventually the more celebrated it becomes. Like I feel I put myself out there and my gender identity and love identity altogether. I put it out there because I want to show like, Hey, this is me and I'm still making you laugh and we're still having a good time. And I'm a person and like, we're all people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's all about just, to me, it's just, just if you're going to make somebody else laugh, it shouldn't matter as long as you make somebody laugh, you know? And okay, so let's talk about Smosh because I love the fact that you guys have the Smosh pit, but like, what are you working on? What shows 
are coming up. Like, are you are you in every show? Because I believe when we spoke with Daniel Tibbetts, he was like, the team's in almost every single thing they do. That's why I was kind of equated back to like the next new Saturday Night Live 2.0 for the Web3, you know, everybody's online is digital. Are you producing everything you're in or are you in all of the stuff? So you've got, you've got your weeklies, your Smosh pitch, you've got your series. Like talk to me about what all the Smosh have to offer and what is your role in each one of these areas? Yeah, so I guess it, it gets divided up into a couple groups, which is, you know, unscripted content, which is our Smosh Pit, our Smosh Games, where it's a lot of us just, it's all about camaraderie and improv and playing games. I am usually a host or like talent on those, which is super fun. And with just with everybody in the ensemble cast. And then the scripted side, which is Smosh, Smosh Main, the, the sketch channel. I have grown to produce and direct sketches on that side, including this new series we've been doing called Blank is Dead. And it's like this funeral themed <laughs> roast series. And it's been so fun. And the audience has been like super receptive. And we found it's just getting more and more fun to do, which is always, it feels really good when you have a new series and that's how it's doing. And yeah, I think I would say I'm in a good amount of the videos because I am here every day. So it's like, okay, get in here kind of thing. Do you, just, yeah. do you find sometimes it is so funny? You're laughing so much. You just want to jump on in. Oh my gosh. Get into it. Yeah. My face hurts sometimes. Like my cheeks. I'm amazed I don't have crow's feet down back to the back of my head. You know, like just, I smile a lot with my eyes. So definitely it's so fun. It's so fun. So you're producing what parts of the Smosh comedy channel are you producing? So we do a series called, we call it the Smoffest. That's the working title where it's, it's sketches about us as ourselves so it's kind of like this parallel universe where I introduce my boyfriend and it's really just me as a, a male character and things like that. I direct some of those, which includes like us planning a lot of the wardrobe, how did we're going to shoot stunts. Are you, wait, are you guys also writing or do you have writers separately or do you do it all on your own? We do have our writers right now. Like Patrick and Jeremy, our writers are awesome and we work, we collaborate a lot. Like it's always a group effort, especially when you want to get other people's voices and perspectives in. And yeah, it goes from them to us. And then when we're filming, even when we have a set script, we are still like pitching funnier lines and adjusting things like that. That's amazing. Um, let me ask you a question. Like prior, so you've been at Smosh for how long? I think it's a little over seven years now. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's not recently. You've been there for a while. Yeah, I've seen it. Through thick and thin. <laughs> do you guys have any upcoming, Nesco, do you have any upcoming shows you could talk about that we could look forward to over the, like, you know, they always have the big summer blockbusters and everything, but like what's coming up that people need to look into or like follow you guys on? Well, we just did a live show, if I have my calculations correct, on our release date for this episode, but Hopefully we're going to do more ticketed live shows that are this going to be this exclusive experience. And, you know, we are starting to do these funeral roast videos. Typically, it's just been our cast and us roasting each other in this cool, fun funeral format. But I would love for people to keep a lookout because we are hoping to get outside guests, including other YouTubers other celebrities and their friends to come in and, and roast them while they're sitting in a casket. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're just, I know we talk this, so they're sitting or laying in a casket mm -hmm. and you guys get to make fun of them. Like you're at a fake funeral. 
Yes. So we have this casket that we literally built. So, and it's inspired. Okay. I didn't invent this. It's obviously, it's definitely inspired by RuPaul's Drag Race. They did a similar funeral roast format where the drag queen Lady Bunny is in a casket and these drag queens who are competing roasted her. And we took that idea. I was like, this is incredible. And we kind of worked it harder into that funeral aesthetic and the traditions of funeral. Tommy, one of our social editors, and he's like one of the main cast members as well. He writes and announces what their will is. So he'll be like, to Courtney, Olivia leaves her high security padlock because she's insecure. And just like, boom, (laughs) roasted. It's super fun. Yeah, it's going to be really cool with guests too, though. Nice. I love that you guys are going to start doing live shows pretty soon as well. So I think post-COVID, people want to get back out. And when we've talked about this with a few of our other guests, you know, you've had a few comedians on the show in the past. Ron G's been on a few times. Sam Comedian, he's amazing. We always talk about there's not enough laughter, especially during this pandemic we've all been through. So much negativity. People are still kind of quasi not sure what's going on. You know, people are just so jaded. I feel like sometimes you just need to laugh for no reason. You just need that good laugh. And I think we've seen so much come out to documentaries and then the industry stuff. And it just to me, it's just like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But there's nothing that's so ridiculously funny. You, you're, you're crying to almost pee your pants. It's just <laughs> so funny. And I feel like there's not enough of that out here, there's, I mean, besides your typical Saturday Night Live, there's not a lot of places to go where it's just a feel good, let's just go laugh. I mean, I don't know if like the Laugh Factory and those places are open yet or not, but it's, it's a different kind of comedian style, you know? Absolutely. I always like, I, this is how I feel when we're all laughing in a video or we're laughing while we're filming it. That's how we know it's going to be good. And I can't tell you how good it feels because this year was the first year back that we got to go to VidCon. And that's my favorite part of my year because sometimes when we're just kind of putting content out into the void, you forget the impact that you have. And I get to meet these people and like be a part of, okay, everyone's coming together and we're seeing that the, the impact that we have on this industry and like it feels so good to know that we helped a lot of people through like the pandemic and yeah just tough times in general. I just, I love it to when you're having a conversation with somebody, we've had a few on the podcast where one of us or someone just say something so ridiculously stupid. And then we just kind of like, did you really just say that? And we're busting up laughing <laughs> so hard that like, we just like kind of spent like five minutes getting our composure back to continue on with another conversation. And we just end up off into the atmosphere. It wasn't even our original topics. It just was so stupid, funny. And I feel like those are some of our best conversations and podcasts we've had. They're so like, we don't do scripted. We never do scripted podcasts. Mm. It's always unfiltered. We don't care, but there's so many moments that are just so funny that sometimes I think we forget to laugh. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it's all about is like just that making people laugh. I mean, I feel like that's my whole purpose in life is just to make people feel good. And we forget to laugh. We forget what we're, I think because we have so much going on in our heads coming back from COVID. We're just going so fast to get caught up. We forget like, wait, that was funny. I forgot to laugh at that. But then by the time I think about it, well, now it's too late. It's not really like funny if I come yes. back five minutes later and says, oh yeah, that was funny. You know, people like, yeah, it was like five, 10 minutes ago. But like I, we, yeah. we forget, we forget, we get so caught up in so much of, 
bullshit of everything. We just forget to laugh and the things I'm like, oh my God, that was so funny. But I think of it too late. I'm like, wait, did he just say that? I know. And you missed the moment. You missed that moment. But sometimes it's just, even in the dumbest situations, somebody could say something that you would never think would come out of their mouth. And it just stops you straight into yep. what you're thinking, you know? That's what I was going to say is that happens a lot here because we, it's with all the improv and the character work that we do. We have, we have a gaming platform. It's basically too many blanks. And it's all of us playing a character where whether it's too many Shreks playing Scrabble and it's all of us. And like, I would say every single time we shoot a video like that, we are just saying the most outrageous things. And like, even if it paints me as a weirdo and a freak, I'm like, as long as this video is good and we're having a good time, that's all that matters. But it's so funny because sometimes when we're watching like Saturday Night Live and some of these, I'm cracking up because you, you think it's when these celebrities on, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the celebrities, you could tell they're not comfortable in a comedic role and they're yeah. very dry, just doing their role. They're on SNL, but they're just doing their thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then to Lord Michaels, and, you know, he's just like smirking, like, you know, I just but they're just so like nervous. And then you see some of these actors who they're and they're clearly not comedians, but as soon as they get on SNL. They are busting up laughing so hard. And the personalities come out to where they can't even finish their lines. They're laughing so hard. And I love those moments. My best SNL moments aren't so much as the guest or the skit or the writing. It's when you got these guys that are just trying so hard not to bust up. They ruin or they miss their lines. And they're trying to hold it because they know it's recorded live. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's cracking <laughs> me up when they just lose their shit like that. So it's so funny. That to me is what it's all about, you know? 100%. I love it. I was just watching the other day, like one of the super old, the Debbie Downer skits where it's literally Lindsay Lohan's a guest and they're at Disneyland and Lindsay Lohan literally had to run off set because she was laughing too hard in the scene. That's like, that's, I love it so much. I feel like that's, it's truly like, that's what it's all about. But it's authentic. When somebody's really funny and mm-hmm. they want you to feel good or they want to make you laugh or they're really good comedians, they don't really need to. I mean, you got to kind of have a roadmap, but they're so off a map at the end of the yes. hour day because they're authentically funny and they just jive and it makes you funny. So it's not when they're trying too hard. It's like, okay, really? That's the best you got. You have writers. But mm-hmm. I feel like when you're really funny and you're authentically, you just want to make people laugh and laugh. Yeah. You, you don't need a script. You're just all over the board better than you were by following a script. Yeah. I feel like there's a huge difference between like when a person is and isn't able to just act like a fool. Like that's what RuPaul, I, that's like my favorite show is RuPaul's Drag Race. So, so Ru, I saw, I've seen that a few times. And what's that one? Julie Newmar. What was it? Hello, Julie Newmar. Or, oh, you know what I'm talking about? It was something with, with Julie Newmar. It is like these drag queens and they're out in the desert. Oh, is that We're Here? That you show? Talking about, it's an actual movie. Oh, I don't know. It's this one movie with Julie Newmar, and I think RuPaul's in it. Amazing. Um, I should definitely see that. I'd probably I cannot. <laughs> okay, so I so this is now bugging me. It's you know what I'm talking about where they're in the desert. Um, I think I haven't seen it. I've like since I I'm new not, to drag culture yeah, and stuff. So it's not like too Wong Fu, but it's one of those to where they're like, what's going on, Julie Newmar? And it is this comedy skit with them, and I cannot think of it. I was trying to find it with RuPaul. I think Patrick Swayze's in a dress. Wow. 
swag. I mean, it's just, it is the most, it is the funniest stuff ever. It's just, that's the kind of stuff that I love. And I saw this interesting, I don't know if it was, oh, I think it's um, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie. Ah, uh, okay. You know about? Okay, no, I definitely need to see this. Otherwise I'm in trouble, you know? We're going to laugh because it, it has such good actors and they're all about the dragons. They go on the road, their car breaks down in a little town. And oh my God. Thank you, Julie Newmar. You have to watch okay, that. Okay, I will. There are these drag queens and they're all these actors, Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze. They're these actors yeah. we all know and we see in these serious roles and they are so stupid funny. And yeah, I feel like I absolutely day. have to watch that. <laughs> I saw this, I saw it. So I mean, they're all in drag and I, I just love it. It cracks me up when they do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That show is very like drag RuPaul's drag race is all about like opening up and letting your character and your stardom and who you are show. And it's also just talks about like the bare, the fundamentals of comedy and just like I said, acting like a fool. And so it's a huge inspiration to me, like I, right now. I saw a documentary, like it was late the other night. I forgot where it was. I think it was on Netflix and it was, it was kind of a documentary, not really. It followed four or five comedians through New Orleans to New York. There's like maybe three or four in the whole series. Mm. And I think it was, I think it was like a documentary, but they're all drag, they're all drag queens. And it has them on stage, a comedy, making fool of themselves. It's a whole drag queen role, but you know, it, it's their struggles. They're trying to be funny. Their fears of being funny, them being in drag and their story. Oh, is, this, is this a new documentary that came out? Yeah, I need to check this one out too. So you're giving me a whole list. Right? And I have a lot of homework to do. <laughs> they always say when I'm really good comedians, they find their own life, their own friends, and they pull a lot of stuff in their own life. Mm-hmm. Chosen family and all playing in their roles where they're emulating their life. Like they use like their girlfriends, or their boyfriends, real life situations to get out there. And I just think that's so funny right now. I love it. it. I mean, cause that's where a lot of people get their sense of humor from is like through their journey and a lot of people, it's like when they've had a hard life and they develop a sense of humor about it. And I think it's the greatest cure, you know? Yeah. Absolutely love it. What is your, okay. So before you wrap up here, what is your favorite comedy? I gotta ask. Oh my gosh. I think, okay. So I was talking about this with somebody the other day. I love the kind of comedy where they're making you laugh. And then suddenly there's a turn of like a different feeling like Bo Burnham, for example, he's hilarious and has his own very special style, but like he will get you laughing and having a good time. And then all of a sudden he will kind of point a mirror to you. And like, you'll have this whole like existential, like reality moment. And it's like, when you make people laugh, their guards kind of get let down a little bit because we're all like laughing together. And like, I love when comedy is paired with something else. So whether it's comedy and like, feelings and truth or whether it's comedy and like cool, like the lonely Island, obviously the SNL digital shorts, huge, huge inspiration to me when I was younger. And it's just so cool when you see the balance of comedy and something else. And it's just a lovely pairing, like wine and cheese. (laughs) Okay. Who's your, who's your favorite comedian? Well, aside from Bo Burnham, let's see, God, it's a really hard question because I am just like this sponge that absorbs comedy wherever I go. So it's hard to say, you know, I really, really appreciate a lot of drag queens nowadays that put out comedy like Bob, the drag queen. He's a winner of one of the seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race is hilarious. And yeah, Bo Burnham, I like 
I, I keep saying it. They're incredible what they do. And I love musical comedy as well. So yeah, I would say that. I just, I'm like so obsessed when I see them, their makeup, they're, they're, they're flawless mm-hmm. skin and makeup. And I'm always like, when I was in New Orleans once, they're, they're all over the place. And I was just walking up to one to remember, <laughs> like, okay, like it's seriously like the lashes that I, I love I need it. makeup tips, you know, it's so it's funny amazing. because, because before I really got like immersed in drag, like culture and like enjoying it, I have this character named Brianna Boho that I play a lot on our, on our Smosh content. It was like, before I even realized what I was doing, like she is basically my drag persona. Like she, I put on this big blonde wig, put on the falsies, this crazy outfit. And then she's just saying the most insane things. I honestly, I black out sometimes when I'm doing character work (laughs) and it's just whatever happens, happens. (laughs) It's really fun. You know, you're enjoying your work then. Okay, last question. Uh, It's so funny. Who or what inspires you when you're writing all these comedies, your acting, your improving, what or who inspires you the most to be funny and to get up there on stage? Well, I feel like I thrive a lot in the ensemble format, which is like with my castmates and being able to make each other laugh is super important, obviously. But like, I get excited to get into a character when I know I'm like, we have this one series called exes where it's a Kimmy or somebody on our cast is interviewing their exes. But the twist is they have no idea who's about to sit in the chair in front of them. And it's usually one of us in a character or a surprise guest or something like that. And the fact that I get to just play and make my friends laugh. And even the, my friends behind the camera laugh, I feel like over the years, I'm just inspired by my team every day, yeah. if anything which includes my castmates. So uh, I know that's not the most like entertaining or fun answer, no, but, but, it, but it's, it's like, a good one because, you know, it's the people that you're closest to that are around you the most, mm-hmm. like your vibe, you know, it's just like funny because you guys are comedians, but you have your tribe who motivates you to be funny, to be who you are every day and thrive in this environment are mm-hmm. the people around you you're closest to, which would be your tribe there at Smosh. So that's a, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, it's because it's definitely what keeps me going for sure. So if for anybody who wants to follow you, Courtney, or they want to see you on Smosh, where's the best place for everybody to log on or where can they follow you and find you? Well, I'm at Comill, C-O underscore M-I-L-L on all platforms if they want to check out my personal content. But I am usually on our YouTube channels or on our Facebook channels, which is Smosh, Smosh Pit, Smosh Games. Come hang out with me and my friends and just laugh at us acting stupid. You'll usually be, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Courtney, it was so good having you on this show. I'm so glad Thank you time out. We're looking forward to seeing more, more funniness coming out of you and the Smosh crew pretty soon. But congratulations on everything. You guys are doing a tremendous job over there. Thank it's you. Good to um update with where you guys are at but thank you for being on the show this is sarah miller and we're here with courtney miller hey an actor over at smosh courtney thanks so much for being on the show thank you for having me thank you for joining us for this episode of the media mavens podcast if you don't want to miss an episode or want to download past episodes be sure to subscribe to the media mavens podcast on your favorite podcast provider to learn more about the podcast or our guests please visit mediamavenspodcast.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.